2: I'm so excited um,
3: because I get to talk to one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. We'll get to the show in a minute, but first, Black Beyond Measure honors and elevates Black creators, artists, entrepreneurs, and others in the Black community. Target holds the community front and center, supporting their products, ambitions, and efforts, and the people behind them, encouraging them to thrive. Capricia Adams is a local Twin Cities artist whose work can be seen in Target's diverse artist series. Her featured designs include beautiful, bold silhouettes and can be found on throw pillows, doormats, mugs, tumblers, and more. She finds inspiration from and connection to her city and community. And that is Minnesota's own Attorney General Keith Ellison. And, you know, a lot of times we talk about policy and we talk about what's wrong and, and how he's going to fix it and the work he's doing. And he works so hard uh, to make sure that, you know, Minnesotans are safe, that our businesses are safe. And I didn't even really realize all the work that the Attorney General does until I needed to go find him and get him to do some work for me. Um, and the way that he protects especially small businesses from being scammed and duped, it is just absolutely um, a labor of love and, and just always going above and beyond uh, the title and what the office calls for. So I'm so excited to have him back on the Shaletta Show, courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. But you are in another role today, sir. Congratulations. We are talking about your book. You are author and we are going to be talking about break the wheel today on the show congratulations talk about a labor of love oh my gosh this is just an amazing book for folks who have not picked it up Uh, this may be their first time hearing about it tell us about break the wheel
0: well break the wheel is a book about uh, the, uh, the, the, trial and everything involving the, the George Floyd case. It was, a uh, when I got the case, uh, it was, uh, we knew it was a challenge. Uh, we had worked very hard to make sure that the, the truth came out, justice was, was served. Uh, and in the end, you know, I felt like, uh, I needed to write a book because I, it was an important historical moment that needed to be documented and also could serve to drive a community conversation about how we improve relationship between police and community. Uh, so I, that's what it's about, ending the cycle of police violence.
3: Now, after the murder of George Floyd, and after right. you, um, you know, worked so hard on that case, your entire office and your team, uh, you did a round of media interviews. Uh, telling your story, and, you know, it, 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 I saw you translated in French, and I saw you translated in Japanese. I mean, these interviews that you were doing, um, you know, went all over the world. What made you decide to put a book together?
0: Well, you know, so our Constitution, the United States Constitution, uh, fourth the Fourth Amendment says there shall be no unreasonable search and seizure. Basically what that means is the government cannot use arbitrary force against the citizen, right? And 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 you know this is an international concept. It's our constitution, but it's throughout the world. And so when people in Japan or people in England saw the man in the blue uniform with his knee on the neck of the other of, of George Floyd, they didn't need to know the circumstances and history of the United States or Minnesota. They saw that they're familiar with abuse of Government authority, and so a lot of people around the world responded. We went to uh, met, my wife and I went to Medellin, Colombia, and they were they were uh, they were there were uh, depictions of George Floyd. There were graffiti depictions mm. of of George Floyd's image, and you know I they I went to Lisbon, um, uh, in in Portugal to talk about this matter, and so it is an international issue, and it's a local issue. And we need to figure out how to bring police and citizens into harmony when it comes to policing. That's what that's what the book is about. Making sure that but, we can have a police force that, that where there's trust and there's mutual collaboration between citizens.
3: But this is the thing: we got so far away from one another. Um, you know, right up to enduring in, in um, the. The, the the incident and, you know, it, as the case was going on, you know, the bridges uh, just were exploding, um, you know, initiatives that, you know, were happening that were supposed to happen to bring people together. Folks didn't want to participate in them. You know, what's the first step? I, I know this book is the first step, but what are you helping us to understand about building these bridges that were blown up that, that, that seemed beyond repair?
0: Well, one thing is that we all remember the days after George floyd's murder. Uh, mm-hmm. The city was in was in bad shape. let's just be honest. Yeah. it was yeah. you know we had a curfew. we had uh, businesses being you know burned. we had people in the streets. all these things were happening. but here's something we need to remember if you look over ten years, Minneapolis alone has paid out over a hundred million dollars in police misconduct cases mm. civil the civil unrest. Approaches a billion dollars, more than a billion dollars in losses, just the civil unrest alone. And then the trust has been frayed. What I'm saying is that this is a problem that affects us all, even if you were nowhere near you know, uh, Lake Street. You know, or you know, The fact is, if you live in the, in the metro, you know, this happened in our state. So it yeah. makes sense for us all to say, how can we make sure this doesn't happen again? What needs to happen? And you know, one of the things I believe we need is we need accountability. We need we need to live up to the uh, the um, <clears throat> equal protection clause. Equal protection clause says nobody's above the law, nobody's below the law. George Floyd's not beneath the law, so that you can do whatever you want to him, and there's no accountability. And Derek Chauvin's not above the law. He has to abide by the law, just like everyone. And so that's so we need to get into this conversation, and you know things. Things have changed, and I mean, we're, we're in Minneapolis, we got some police leadership that I think is doing a great job. Mm-hmm. You got Cedric Cedric Alexander, who's our you know commissioner of public safety. He's coordinating police, fire, nine one one, you know, violence interruption, uh, mental health, uh, you know, crisis. He's doing all that, uh, and then you got Brian O'Hara, who is the former chief of Newark, doing it this yeah. thing here in Minneapolis. So things were – and also the state legislature just made new laws with regarding the police officer standards and training board. That's happening. Uh, so there are things happening, you know. Uh, at the same time, though, Shaletta Congress has not is not acted. You know, the George Floyd mm-hmm. Justice and Policing Act has not passed. That's yeah. not a good thing. They need to get yeah. up and get going. So these are, these are some of the things. You know, we need to – as a community, we can let this issue die or else it's just going to happen again. And we don't. We can't afford for it to keep happening. We gotta end that cycle.
3: Well, I'm so glad you have written this book. I'm gonna take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, I want to go through the the chapters and how you grapple with bringing justice for Mr. Floyd and you know the way it it all lays out and break the wheel. It is an amazing book. I've read it a couple of times. I'm sharing it with my friends. I'm gonna share it with some very special people. I've got a surprise for Keith Ellison when we come back.
1: Every business has a story. Maybe yours is just starting out. Maybe you've reached a turning point. Or maybe you feel like you're ready for your next chapter. Work with a banker who understands the resources, expertise, and innovative thinking that it takes to make your business success story a reality. Work with Bremer Bank. Because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com.
4: Our mental health is part of our total well being. We're worthy of joy and self care because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org.
3: At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.
4: Do you worry? that lead-based paint in your older home might be dangerous to your children or kids who visit you. Well, Hennepin County put those fears to rest. Hennepin County offers free lead tests and home assessments. If they find anything, eligible homeowners and landlords can receive up to $15,000 for work on the home, including new windows. The government banned lead-based paint 45 years ago when it was discovered that lead poisoning can affect development and cause permanent damage in young children. But 75% of those homes built before 1978 still contain some lead-based paint. As the paint degrades, it can make dust that little kids ingest when they're crawling and putting things in their mouths. So make sure your home is safe and hazard-free. Learn about testing and that fifteen thousand dollars grant at hennepin.us backslash lead control. That's hennepin.us backslash lead control.
2: COVID-19 is still going around, and even a mild case can be serious during pregnancy. So what should you do if you're pregnant and have a positive COVID test? First, reach out to your doctor or healthcare provider. There might be treatment options they can recommend. That includes giving you a prescription for an antiviral drug you take in pill form by mouth. If you haven't gotten a COVID vaccine, it's not too late. Doctors say vaccinations are safe in any trimester. But the sooner, the better. Pregnancy can be a time of great joy and anticipation. So take good care so you and your baby are healthy. And congratulations.
3: Station, I'm continuing my conversation with Minnesota's Attorney General Keith Ellison. He has a brand new, soon-to-be New York Times best-selling book Break the Wheel. It is available now wherever books are sold. You know, I know we all got our Amazon Prime account. You can get it there. But I always like to support our indie uh, bookstores like Red Balloon Books and Moon Palace Books and Gully Wubbles. You can go to any one of those locations and pick up this book. You can also order it online. It is a great read. Um, And, you know, it really gives us... Uh, a look inside what you were thinking and what you were going through and how you were processing things. Because I have to admit, watching George Floyd's case play out on TV, you know, we don't have that luxury in Minnesota. And to see it, and I I often wonder, I wonder what he's thinking. I wonder how he's going to strategize on this one. How are they going to respond to that You know, and so, you know, it is a great read and it is a great look into, you know, your thought process. And I'm so glad that you shared that part of your life with us in this book.
0: Well, you know, it's important to document history, what is happening, especially when it's happening right in front of you. Uh, And so, you know, what I did is I, I take whenever I'm in trial, Shaletta, I take a lot of notes. Because it's a there's a lot of planning, you know, you, you know, when you watch it trial on tv or you hear about it trust me it's taken hours and hours for people to get together and write out what the uh what the direct examination is going to be what the jury selection is going to be people are planning that and we were planning that and we're practicing too before it ever happens and so you know i took those trial notes and i turned them into a, a book more or less plus other experiences i had that happened long before the tragic death of george Floyd.
3: And and what was that process like? Um, Take me back to it because, you know, it's one thing to have notes on paper and share it with those closest to you. But how do you decide, I'm going to open this up? I'm going to open this portion of my life up. I'm going to open my thoughts up with the world.
0: Well, you just understand that it's not about you. It's about the world, right? Right. It, the world needs to know what's going on in the world, right? And this, the truth is many of us have different walks of life, and you may not know what life is like for for somebody who lives in and around 38th in Chicago, you know? Right. You may not know what life is like, and you might only see certain parts of it. So I thought, you know what, this is my contribution to help us understand us, right? What was life really like for George Floyd? George Floyd was an unemployed guy, not because he didn't want to work, because he is happy to work. He he was a uh, a bouncer at nightclubs, and mm-hmm. one of his employers one of his employers was a good friend of mine. Her name is uh, Maya uh, Santa Maria. She owns the Conga and the Nuevo Hotel. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and she employed George, and she said he was a gentle giant. It's true that he was six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds, no fat. But it's also true that he was kind and gentle and wanted to use persuasion to calm people down. And if mm-hmm. you look at all that tape, if you listen to that tape, which is so heartbreaking, he never curses at the cops. He never yells at them. He never mm. says anything aggressive. Everything he said is Mr. Officer, Mr. Officer. And that's kind of the person that he was, right? And mm-hmm. please. And and then he's yelling mama, right? And then I remember, you know, when I first re- got that call, when I first got The video, uh, it was my 25-year-old camp uh, staffer who sent me the video and said, you need to watch this now. And I get up, I'm an early riser, I get up around 4.40 Mm -hmm. every
4: day, 5 o'clock.
0: And so I touch the phone and this tape starts (laughs) playing. And, you know, and I'm like, um, it it was just, even though I've seen it before, even though I've been around this kind of thing all my adult life, I was still shocked and I was still devastated by it. And that was a week before I knew that it was going to end up being my case. Right. Right. But, uh, still, you know, I mean, but I it, it reminded me when I was three and a half years old, watching the, watching the, the, the military vehicles go by, uh, uh standing up on my tiptoes, watching through the window. I grew up in the mm-hmm. city of Detroit. There yeah. was a major disturbance like this in Detroit, 1967. I didn't see the riot, but I know that my dad was, was helping people who were suffering through that. And my mom, was really really terrified about it, and you know, uh, and it brought me back to those moments, you know. So that's what I was feeling. And by the way, Sheila, two blocks north of where George Floyd was killed in 1997, mm-hmm. we re- we represented a young man named, by the name of uh, jo- Lawrence Miles, who was shot by a police mm-hmm. officer in the back, and mm-hmm. uh, we we took that case to trial for a civil, in a civil civil rights case, and the the jury returned a verdict in favor of the defense, which meant that Lawrence Miles got shot in the back but never got a penny of compensation for it and has Mm. medical problems to this day. So, I mean, I was familiar with the area. I was familiar with the problem.
3: Well, you're a man of the people. And and so, you know, there are a lot of uh, politicians who, you know, went to that area for the first time who represent our state. Um, and yeah. had never been in that area. And, and so, you know, there are not very many neighborhoods and communities that you're not um, unfamiliar with, because you um have, have a heart for people. And so you're always on the ground. um And, and um, listening to their concerns and, and being an advocate for them. Um, and if you can't fix it, it always a great connector. And so, I'm you know, I, I just am. Amazed that you had the time to write this book. Tell me about the time commitment because I'm trying to figure out when you did it. Did you do it in your sleep? Have you slept? What is really going on? <laughs> well, what's
0: really going on is as I noted a moment ago, I'm an early riser. So I'd get up at five AM no matter what. You know, and yeah. I learned years ago if I'm getting if I'm up at five now, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be yawning at eight. You know, if you're trying to get me to stay <laughs> up at 10 I'm not that guy, I, I go to bed early. Some people are Night owls. I'm not no night owl. I be getting tired. I gotta
1: go to bed.
0: But but I do get up in the morning early and when I do, I just made it a practice to I just got up at five and I just started writing and some days I wrote two hundred words and some days I wrote twenty pages and some days I went back next to the next day I wrote so you know, not even a paragraph. But you just get up and you just, every single day, and, you, and but it does get easier. If, it, if anybody listening to the show is thinking about writing the book, the hard, it's like pushing a car that's at, at a dead stop. The hardest part is to get it moving, right? Because once you got it going, you begin it's going. to. Right, it's going. It kind of takes its own life on. It kind of moves itself, right?
3: Mm-hmm, and then you mm-hmm.
0: start remembering, oh, I remember this happened. I remember that happened. So that's kind of how it went, but uh yeah, I, I you learn a lot about yourself writing the book, you know. And I know I did.
3: Well, I learned so much about you as a person. Um, as an attorney, as a community leader in this book. And I was talking to a girlfriend of mine, April Powell. She is a professor at the Thurgood Marshall School of Law at Texas Southern University. And Texas Southern University is right across the streets from Jack Yates Senior High School, which is the high school that George Floyd graduated from. And and so these lawyers um, that she um, educates are so connected um, to the case they have followed you they have followed the case they have followed um, everything about this process since Mr. Floyd was murdered and they look up to you and they revere you so when they found out you had a book they were so excited and so what I'm gonna do I'm this is a surprise you don't know this yet I'm announcing this right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy 100 copies of your book
2: And I am going to
3: send them to Texas Southern University, Thurgood Marshall School of Law for my friend April Powell to gift them to her uh, students at the law school. And they would like to invite you to come down in the fall when classes start back. I told them sure. I would moderate something and we'd bring you down and ask questions. So so keep your calendar open September, October. I'm going to send the books now so the kids can have them. But I would love for you to join me um, in Houston right across the street from Jack Yates Senior High School where Mr. Floyd graduated to uh, to talk to those students who have been following you and looking up to you and revere you.
0: Well, that is a promise. Uh, we will be in Houston in the fall and we'll have a robust conversation about how to make a more perfect union about, you know, look, we, we know our country's not perfect. We love it anyway. Uh, But, you know, we're, we are charged with trying to make our our country better. Right. And that means making sure that everybody is uh, equal before the law. That means everybody has due process of law. That means you can't take your, nobody, the government can't take your life or your liberty without due process. Right. And these are the things that we stand on. and uh, But these are just ideas unless people are willing to stand up and fight for it. And so that's what it's about.
3: Well, it is about you standing up and fighting for the least of these in our community. It's also about this new book, Break the Wheel, uh, by Minnesota's own Attorney General, Keith Ellison. Soon to be best-selling, New York Times best-selling book. I'm naming it, Evan. I'm claiming it. You can get it everywhere books are sold. Uh, Keith, thank you. Brother Keith, thank you so much for joining the Shaletta Show today.
0: Love you, friend. Bye-bye.
2: That girl is crazy, in a good way. To check out previous episodes, log on to her website, laugh.com. You can also check out where she's appearing next and score cool merch. Hi, I'm
3: SheLetta Burnage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role is mom. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life.
2: She's got the power to help your business.
1: Every business has a story. Maybe yours is just starting out. Maybe you've reached a turning point. Or maybe you feel like you're ready for your next chapter. Work with a banker who understands the resources, expertise, and innovative thinking that it takes to make your business success story a reality. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today. At bremer.com.
4: Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org.
3: At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.
4: Do you worry that lead-based paint in your older home might be dangerous to your children or kids who visit you? Well, Hennepin County put those fears to rest. Hennepin County offers free lead tests and home assessments. If they find anything, eligible homeowners and landlords can receive up to $15,000 for work on the home, including new windows. The government banned lead-based paint 45 years ago when it was discovered that lead poisoning can affect development and cause permanent damage in young children. But 75% of those homes built before 1978 still contain some lead-based paint. As the paint degrades, it can make dust that little kids ingest when they're crawling and putting things in their mouths. So make sure your home is safe and hazard-free. Learn about testing and that $15,000 grant at hennepin.us backslash lead control. That's hennepin.us backslash lead control.
2: COVID-19 is still going around, and even a mild case can be serious during pregnancy. So what should you do if you're pregnant and have a positive COVID test? First, reach out to your doctor or healthcare provider. There might be treatment options they can recommend. That includes giving you a prescription for an antiviral drug you take in pill form by mouth. If you haven't gotten a COVID vaccine, it's not too late. Doctors say vaccinations are safe in any trimester but the sooner the better. Pregnancy can be a time of great joy and anticipation. So take good care so you and your baby are healthy and congratulations.